I want you to meet the heads of the four families of Westbridge. Don Calamari. Don Amici. Don Tutti Frutti. And of course, Don Dadantan. Hey, and welcome to Thank Fucking God It's Friday, the show where we relive the best and worst shows of the 90s one at a time. I'm Drew. And I'm Katie. And today we're going to be talking about a show that used 11 different cats over the course of the show when they were recording it. 11? 11 cats. Seven of them were alive. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, Two of them were animatronic, and two of them were stuffed animals, (laughs) and they used different live cats for different things. Interesting. That show... Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yes, which I definitely watched a ton of on TGIF. This is our first TGIF show. I don't remember what shows are on TGIF, so I just <laughs> trust you to to do all that. Yeah. Um, before we get too far into Sabrina, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to some fellow podcasters who've made this process way easier for us. Hannah and Julia, the hosts of Film Roast, they started a discussion group on Facebook called Lady Pod Squad, and everyone over there has been super supportive, and their podcast is super entertaining. Even though I don't watch a lot of movies, I'm listening to it and love it. Was um, I not invited to this group because I'm not a Lady Pod person? That is exactly right. <laughs> okay, hurtful. But- Actually, my cousin Joby, shout out to Joby as well. She's the one who invited me to that group. Billy from the movie podcast, We Watched a Thing. He is always retweeting us on Twitter, which has been super helpful. He and his co-host Topher both work in the movie industry and definitely know their shit. And they also have really cool Australian accents. (laughs) (laughs) And then lastly, Kate and Caitlin of Hey Beautiful, which is an awesome How I Met Your Mother podcast. They gave us one of our very first iTunes reviews. And if you're a fan of How I Met Your Mother, you should definitely check them out. I am a fan of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> they do a lot of really thorough and insightful commentary. So they do one episode of the show per podcast episode and get really deep into it. But it's really fun to listen to. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and also I was just going to mention yesterday, my friend Raj asked me what the most surprising thing was about starting this podcast. And I told him it's pretty much how inclusive and helpful the whole community is. So, yeah. That's cool. I was with... Some people yesterday went to see Black Panther. Oh, yeah. And it was with Rick and Anna and Derek. And they were asking about it. And Derek's like, you should just, you you guys should watch every episode of a show before you do it. And I was like, <laughs> what kind of time do you think that we yeah. have? <laughs> I yeah. can hardly get two episodes of a show in. <laughs> yeah. I usually, if I'm the one picking the episodes, I'll watch a lot more than two just so that I can kind of narrow it down. But I definitely didn't watch all seven seasons of Sabrina to prepare for this. <laughs> yeah. I rem- I watched a lot of Sabrina the Teenage Witch when it was on. And I think today was probably the first time I've watched it since that point. Oh, really? I don't think I've watched it at all since then. And all I remembered was, was Salem and <laughs> Sabrina. I knew that she had the two aunts. Didn't remember anything about her parents until you 
brought that stuff up earlier. Yeah. Didn't remember anything about the quiz master until you're like, oh, do you remember that guy? <laughs> nope. Yeah, Drew was watching the episodes over here. <laughs> yeah, and I mostly I just remembered Salem because Salem was the best character on the show. Yeah, I think um, that's what I've heard from other people when I've told them that we're going to be talking about Sabrina this week. So, like I said, Sabrina was part of TGIF. It first aired on ABC in September of 1996, and it stars Melissa Joan Hart as Sabrina Spellman. It was originally a TV movie that aired on Showtime. I don't know if you know that. I knew that as of 20 minutes ago when okay. I found that. <laughs> I actually have seen it, I think, multiple times, maybe maybe like twice. But it also starred Melissa, and a lot of the details from the movie were changed for the show, such as her last name was Sawyer, not Spellman. They really just wanted to hit the nail on the head. They're like, people might not know that she's a witch by the title of the show. We better make her last name Spellman so they really, they really get it. Yeah. And only one other actor carried over from the movie to the show, and that's Michelle Boudouin. I think that's how you say her last name. She played Sabrina's best friend Marnie in the movie, but they renamed her Jenny for the show. She was only in the first season, though, because she was replaced by Lindsay Sloan, who played Valerie. And weirdly, Ryan Reynolds was also in the movie. Oh. He played the hot guy, <laughs> Seth. Oh, um, but okay. that character is not in the show at all. I was reading something about Jenny's disappearance after season one, and they said it was because they changed a lot of the writers. Oh. And there were like some writers that really liked Jenny as the character in there. And then when new writers came in, they were just like, we want to make our own characters. And yeah. they just said... Fuck it. And they got rid of her. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really like Jenny that much. I really like Lindsay Sloan in general. Um, she's also in Bring It On. But you like um, Jesse Spano? They're the same person, except, I don't know, Jenny's weirder. Yeah, I don't know. I think... And I'm basing this off of <laughs> one episode that I've seen her in and yeah, remember. I, I just think uh, Jenny was more of a flat character than Jesse Spano was, I guess. But yeah, Lindsay Sloan, she was in Bring It On, and then she's also... Well, the show's over now, but she was in Plain House. Who is she in Bring It On? Big Red. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, Lindsay Sloan was not in either of the episodes that we watched for this. I'm way more familiar with Bring It On than I am with Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> uh, we Andy. both watched it recently. <laughs> yeah, because why not? They're all There's so many of them now. <laughs> we both just watched the first one, but... Um, uh, I watched more than the first oh, one. I've you just watched, didn't tell us? <laughs> yeah, I... Well... Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think anyone was going to watch two and three with me. No. So Sabrina's love interest on the show is usually Harvey, but that changes after high school. Um, to be honest, I didn't really watch the later seasons, so I don't know too much about that. I did watch all of the high school seasons, but it ended up moving from ABC to the WB for season five. So I think that's probably why I stopped watching it as much, but... The character of Sabrina was originally debuted in 1962 in the Archie comic book series, and I guess she was the result of a spell cast by Hilda and Zelda. I, I didn't even know it was an Archie comic until... Oh, really? Early, again, until earlier today. <laughs> um, but the show takes a much different approach. The basic premise is that Sabrina, after recently moving in to live with her aunts Hilda and Zelda, finds out that she's a witch on her 16th birthday. And much like kids nowadays who turn 11 and want to go to Hogwarts, when I turned 16 and found out I wasn't a witch, I was a little bit disappointed. Now, did she move in with her aunts before she found out? It was like right before she turned 16. So... Like she was starting her first day of school on her 16th <laughs> birthday 
That's convenient. <laughs> so part of the premise apparently is her mom can't – does she have a dad? Is the dad yeah. gone? What's well, no, the dad's a witch, right? So her parents aren't really in the picture. One is a witch. Her dad is a witch. And then her mom is a mortal. And I guess if Sabrina sees her mom after finding out that she's a witch before she turns 18, then her mom turns into a ball of wax. That is a very convoluted system. And they are <laughs> witches. There should be something better yeah, than that. I, I don't really know how it works. Um, and then her dad lives in the spell book. I didn't remember that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I just kind of stared at you for a few seconds there because... What? He, I mean, he's in the other realm, air quotes, um, doing something, but she can contact him through the spell book. So it's kind of like in Harry Potter where the picture comes to life. Right. So he's just a shitty dad then. Yeah. Okay. So he's just a deadbeat <laughs> dad, but he's even more than that because he has magic powers and he still can't be there. Yeah. I only remember him from one episode, which is in season one. I'm just kind of... <laughs> Man, she's just making us look bad. <laughs> By us, I mean, man, I don't have children that I know of. <laughs> so, yeah, all of the life lessons come from the ants, not her parents. And their opposing personalities kind of balance each other out. Zelda is the more serious and intelligent one, while Hilda is more laid back and fun. So they kind of take different approaches with managing Sabrina's antics. <laughs> Why does Salem live with them? So Salem... He used to be a man yes, who yes. was condemned to 100 years as a cat after he tried to take over the world. Right. And Do we I, know how long into this sentence he is? Like 20 years. Okay, 25 so he tried years. to take over the world in like the 70s. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I okay. think it was like 1972 or something. I think it's like 25 years at this point. Okay. And I don't know why he lives with the Spellmans. I didn't really look that part up, but okay. there is something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so most of the show is Sabrina trying to juggle her normal teenage life with trying to keep up her witch identity, keeping that a secret. I don't know and why she has to stay being a normal teenager. Like, <laughs> fuck that. You're a witch. You don't do it. You don't have to. You can just go to witch school, do witch stuff. And if you need to know something in the real world, okay, use a spell. I don't think that her aunts would allow that. They're not her parents. Her dad is there. Her dad is there. She just has an absentee father. It's not her fault. Yeah. I think in the first episode, she says something like, I still have to go to school. Oh, yeah. Um, I agree with her. <laughs> so she's trying to do that while learning how to use and control her powers. And she messes up a lot. And yeah, that's why the answer there. So the episodes we're going to talk about today are Dream Date from season one. And Rumor Mill from season two, I went back and forth a lot trying to pick which episodes, yeah. even today. Yeah. <laughs> you text me at least five or six different no, times. No, three. Between the last couple of days. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are a couple of different <laughs> times you're like, okay, I've got one episode. Okay, here's the second one. No, wait. We're going to do this one instead. Wait. I'm going to change both episodes. <laughs> well, Luckily, I, changed, I hadn't done anything. I changed both episodes for a specific reason um, because of a person who was in... <laughs> them playing different characters but um in general i think these are a good blend of sabrina's school and witch life although i didn't realize until i was rewatching that valerie wasn't in either of these so oh well all right so you want to get into the first one dream date yeah so dream date premiered on november 1st 1996 and the tv guide description is harvey goes to a dance with libby 
prompting Sabrina to skip the event until her aunts use, quote, Mando to create her perfect date. Yeah, and first off, Libby's a bitch. Oh, she's a super Libby bitch. Libby <laughs> is just a hater. She's sipping on haterade, and she has <laughs> her lackey with her, Sasha, who just kind of follows her around and does whatever she wants, it seems like. Yeah, I don't know that that actress is in that many episodes because usually it's two other girls. Okay. One of them was also in Sweet Valley High. Haven't seen it. We'll get to it eventually. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, so Libby is definitely a terrible person. She has a couple lines that I just don't get. (laughs) And I'll get to those, I guess, when we reach that point. But it starts out, you know, and, and... and they're going in. First of all, there's a photo that talks to Sabrina in the beginning. So I just assumed J.K. Rowling stole that from <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That's a good point. Uh, her name is Louisa. She's extra creepy. And I think she only talks in the pilot and this episode. So I wonder if she's still sentient in other episodes and is just like listening in, which is... Super creepy. Chilling. Yeah. <laughs> but they're at the the next day... At the dance, or it's not the dance is going on. The dance is coming up, and Jenny is being weird for no reason. So she's just going by herself. Uh, And she has to make a thing about it. She could just go by herself. Don't have to, like, make a big deal about it. Yeah, Jenny Jenny decides she's not even going to try to have a date. She's just going to go by herself. And she tells... Sabrina tells Jenny that she wants to go with Harvey, but she doesn't want to ask Harvey. She doesn't want to complicate the friendship, but she's okay with Harvey complicating the friendship. Yeah. And Harvey shows up rocking his zip-up vest, (laughs) which I remember wearing, I think it was in middle school, like the tech vests. I don't know if you remember guys wearing those. Tech vests were a thing. They were like... Oh, I don't even know what the fabric was because it's nothing that anyone would ever wear now. Maybe I'm not thinking of the same thing. But I I don't know. (laughs) They're ridiculous looking. Harvey's rocking it. And maybe the costume department, their budget was low (laughs) for this episode because he's wearing it the next time we see him for the for the dance what two days later or something yeah but he admits that he had just worn it to school too yeah this is what i wore to school yesterday why (laughs) harvey why (laughs) you have to say that yeah Uh, but libby comes over in her conniving ways and apparently harvey's the catch of the school i don't know he has nice hair yeah he always hangs out with sabrina and libby thinks that sabrina is super uncool so i don't know why she thinks that harvey is the opposite I don't know. Maybe she has a crush on him. Well, uh, clearly she has a crush on him, but she asked him to help lend a finger to tie a balloon. And she has what was my favorite quote of this when Sabrina says, oh, there's a lot of other people with fingers here. And then she says, yeah, but Harvey works out. So (laughs) is he doing like finger curls? I don't know why that was a thing, but teenagers are dumb. Yep. So before Libby came over, Harvey had said that he didn't really want to go to the dance because he doesn't like to dance. But Libby asks him and Harvey agrees because he apparently has a problem saying no. I don't know why all these girls like Harvey because he's dumb. (laughs) He's so dumb. He doesn't have any sort of response to the stimuli around him in the world, it seems like. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot going on. He's a huge jock for sure. And there's an episode where they're trying to understand or study mitosis And the furthest they get into what mitosis is, is just the quote, mitosis is, that's where it ends. They never find out beyond that. Is he giving a presentation? No, he's just studying and he's like, mitosis is, mitosis is. My friend Adrian and I used to say that a lot in seventh grade. (laughs) Okay. 
Hilda and Zelda want to help out. They want, you know, they want to make their niece happy. Hilda offers to lock Harvey up in amber. Yeah. Put him in there until he'll come to his senses, I guess. So she has a ring on her finger that has this like medieval looking guy on it. And he's in there trying to get out saying, I'm coming around on the love thing. Yeah. Sabrina <laughs> just wants to use a spell, but there's no love spells because you can't do that. Love is too fragile or weird or something. And then they make some definitely dated reference to like Calvin Klein obsession. Yeah. Calvin Klein obsession came close. Yeah. And that led to, for me, what was the weirdest moment in this entire episode, <laughs> which is uh, Hilda and Zelda racing downstairs. <laughs> like... They Just ra- that part? Yeah, no, they they the the making up of a person out of <laughs> dough Whatever, they're witches, but just they race down the stairs like children. <laughs> yeah. And they're excited to use this man dough that they apparently haven't used since the Taft administration. Yeah, they make a man yep. out of dough. It looks like a gingerbread date. The music was an odd choice. Yeah, it's kind of like a festive it's like Spanish Me- music. Yeah, Spanish. Yeah. I was I was thinking Mexican, but I was like, it's not Mexican. No. And they make a date and they accidentally put too much enthusiasm juice in there. Stepping back real quick. No. They make they make the date, <laughs> they're putting together all of the, you know, body parts, the head, the hands, the feet. They don't ever make and it's not that they don't show it, but they don't ever make the most important part of the anatomy. His heart? <laughs> no. <laughs> His brain. No. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. Sure you do. I can't I can't seem to follow Katie. <laughs> His penis. What? I didn't think you were going there. <laughs> I feel like that would have been Zelda. Wait, Hilda? I don't remember which one is which. Hilda is the more like fun one. Who makes who makes the firefighter? Zelda. Then I feel like it would have been Zelda. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they don't make a penis. Katie was just watching intently for that part. Uh, she she paused it, rewound. She had to look back in that. A lot of stuff went on. Anyway, they make the guy and he comes to life and Sabrina comes around on the idea of them making a dream date for her. You're going to like him. He's really enthusiastic. I've already made up my mind. I'm not going. to be here. Wow, he is really cute. Well, we do nice work. But if you don't want to go to the Never mind, I'll go. Just uh, give me a sec to get ready. All set. Gotta go. Man, you look great. And this dance sounds fantastic. She was pretty opposed to it at first, and she was like, I wanted to go with Harvey, not Poppin' Fresh. And I didn't know what Poppin' Fresh was, so I googled it. Do you know what it is? No. It is the Pillsbury Doughboy's name. What? Yeah. I thought his name was the Pillsbury Doughboy. Apparently his name is Poppin' Fresh. But, <laughs> no. I guess. That's what it said. I, okay, well. The more you know. I I thought his name was the Pillsbury Doughboy. Apparently not. And apparently this is a reference that definitely would have gone right over my head as a sixth grader. In, I don't know what grade it was in then. Fourth. <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes sense. I'm two years. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't doing well in school then. Yeah, I yeah. was. I had all A's. I'm brilliant. <laughs> so they make Chad Corey Dillon. Yeah. And forgot to mention that it's Brian Austin Green, who is this man that they created. Who Did you know who he was? He looked familiar. I don't remember his name. He was in what, like 
wasn't 90210? Yeah, one of those? he was yeah. David Silver on 90210. Okay. Um, and that was who he was playing when this episode aired. And oh, yeah. big crossover. Yeah. Different, okay. I think different networks, maybe not. Um, but yeah, his character was the one who had the on and off relationship with Donna Martin, played by Tori Spelling. And he's also married to Megan Fox. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Good for him. <laughs> yep. So, um, Good for him. they head off to the dance and the ants had given him a lot of enthusiasm as part of his personality glaze or whatever. And he enters and is like, this place is fantastic. What do you call it? She's like the cafeteria. Yeah. He's like <laughs> a puppy pretty much. He is very enthusiastic. I want to know how he gets into the dance. Because I feel like you need to be a student to get in, for one. Because she's 16 at this point. Yeah, she's 16. So I feel like you need to be a student, or at least you'd have to have some form of identification. This was the 90s. Right. There wasn't anything. (laughs) We didn't have, like, child abductions or whatever. I don't remember ever having to show my ID at, like, a junior high or... Yeah, but wasn't everyone there from your school? No. I don't think so. I don't know. If some dude just shows up on a motorcycle, which I was going to question how they got a motorcycle, but they're witches. They yeah. can just make one. That Most of the things that I had questions about, I'm just like, well, they're witches. They just probably just made a spell for it. Yeah. They just point their finger. That's yeah. how they, base, most of the time they cast spells by pointing their finger. Yeah. They don't, she has a spell book, but the only time I hear her say spells is when she wants the quiz master to show up. Yeah, in the later seasons, she's taught to rely more on, like, actual spells like that than pointing her finger. I don't know why. I didn't go into that. Uh, maybe they realized after four seasons or five seasons, like, <laughs> you know what we really should do? Make use of that spell book. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Chad Corey Dillon is what they name him when he meets Jenny. He didn't have a name at that point and was just like, uh, I don't know what my name is. Um, and Sabrina tells her that her aunts introduced him, which is pretty true. Yeah, it's not a lie. And then we cut back to the house where Hilda and Zelda are making their own dream dates. And when Hilda's pops up, he is Biff. It's Biff and the coach gym teacher from Freaks and Geeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Biff from Back to the Future. Um, his name is Simon, but we should probably just call him Biff, right? I'm not calling him anything but Biff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Biff... Is uh, they made a mistake. Biff, Biff, instead of being hopeful, is hopeless. Yeah, the hope that they put into his glaze expired. Yep, so he just wants to go watch sports and stuff. Uh, so Hilda, you know, goes after him. She's going to change him because yep. that always works. <laughs> and then Zelda, her date is an attractive fireman who is obsessed with milk. Yeah, that was a weird fetish. Yeah. Hilda says that the fireman, like, image was from a calendar. I wonder if it was like one of the like a got milk calendar or something like that. Cause got milk was pretty big at that time, but yeah, I don't know. But I mean the, the, she seemed into the milk thing too, when he was drinking it every time she was like, kind of, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. It was weird. Uh, so they're doing that. That's our side story for the day. <laughs> Back at the dance, Libby is a gold digger. Libby <laughs> is a gold digger. She is upset because Harvey drove her to the dance in a Chevette, not a Corvette. What? And then she says, or she sees Sabrina, and they're like, oh, yeah, he has a motorcycle when they're talking about Chad. And she says, oh, Sabrina wins, I guess. What were they, what was the, the competition? The other girl said that. What was the competition? It doesn't matter who said it. What was the competition? <laughs> I guess whoever has the, the best date, the best guy. It seems like this 
rivalry <laughs> is very one-sided oh, in it that is. only Libby feels like there's some sort of problem there and Sabrina just doesn't care what about Libby. Yeah, Libby's really jealous about Sabrina for some reason. I think part of it is how Harvey is always hanging out with her and she's trying to get his attention because they're not dating at this point at all, uh, Sabrina and Harvey. They date later in the season, but at this point, they're literally just friends. So Libby gets mad because she says, unfortunately, her date can't dance, whereas Sabrina's is this awesome dancer. Yeah, Harvey is very self-conscious. He doesn't want to dance. So he showed up to the dance because he can't say no, and then he just sits there. Sabrina finds some time to go see him and talk to him, and, oh, that's what I wore yesterday. (laughs) Oh, do you like to dance? Oh, I like to dance. Oh, you know. And he goes through this whole thing, and he says... I don't spin around a pole or anything, but I'm okay. I like that (laughs) he equates it to being a stripper. Yeah. (laughs) What? God. So eventually it leads to all four of them. Libby, Harvey, Sabrina, and Chad. And they're all sitting there talking and Sabrina is trying to pump up Harvey, you know, make his confidence go up. And she, it looks like she uses a spell to make him dance. She points at him. Yeah. And he starts to dance and does all this stuff, but not before they start talking about instruments. What instrument do you play? Uh, lead guitar. <laughs> lead guitar. Hey, Harvey, don't you play an instrument? Yeah, the bassoon. And she says, wow, the bassoon. I think that's really sexy. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. That was kind of an aside to me. I didn't think it was. It's definitely something that bothered me. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> well, I, I bothered me isn't the thing. It just stood out to me. Yeah. That line, because, I mean, yeah, it's teenager trying to hit on the other guy, I guess. Yeah. So after that is when Sabrina points at Harvey and he starts dancing and Sabrina says, he's actually better than Chad. And Chad says, much better. And Nate Richard, who plays Harvey, was actually trained in ballet, tap, and modern dance. So... He actually is pretty good. Like Chad is a nice dude. He is. Um, but after this dance, when he's done, Harvey's still embarrassed, even though he was really good. And he leaves the dance and Sabrina goes after him. And my favorite line was, shouldn't you be inside with what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? I mean, I get it. I like <laughs> the joke. It's not as good as, wow, the bassoon, I think that's sexy or Harvey works out. But Okay. You know they named him Chad Corey Dillon because his name is Brian Austin Green, like a three-name, three-name thing. I I didn't know that until now, but it makes sense when you say it out loud. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, they're outside. (laughs) Harvey's car is broken down, so they're waiting for AAA. Sabrina wants to tell Harvey that he likes her, but she can't, so she points her finger and freezes him and then tells him so that he can't hear it while she's saying it. I... See, Sabrina, what is it? Freeze. Look, the thing is, I came to this party expecting to have a good time with Chad, but one look at you and it was over. I mean, I think it's great that we're friends, but sometimes I wish it were more. I like you, Harvey. I like you a lot, but I guess for now, this is the closest I can get to saying it to your face. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Did you just say something? Yeah, I, uh... I said Chad isn't really perfect. You know, one arm's longer than the other. (laughs) She goes back into the dance after they slow dance for a little bit. It looks like they're about to kiss maybe, but then he gets self-conscious. Yep. She goes back in and he's like, oh, I like you, Sabrina. Why can't I say it to you? (laughs) And so, you know, we've got our 
star-crossed lovers and yeah they both like each other but they're too shy to say it teenagers yep so sabrina tells chad that she's going to leave with harvey go to the slicery and play foosball and chad says oh that's great harvey's a great guy and he's gonna stay and dance with libby because he likes libby and sabrina's sabrina is surprised and when she says that chad's like sorry i must be going bad which he is. Yep. He is going bad because he's, his time is up. He starts looking for preservatives to save himself. He can't find them. He uh, basically explodes. Yeah, he coughs up flour during the dance, and then Libby follows him out of the dance and steps in some dough and is like, Ew, gross. Then she reports him missing. 20 minutes later. Yeah, and then the end of the Hilda and Zelda thing is basically that Hilda gets annoyed with Biff because he won't listen to her when she's trying to talk to him and it just wants her to shut up so he can watch the game. And she decides to go and get a rolling pin to basically turn him back into dough. Yep. So she beats him, takes him down. <laughs> uh, they end up breaking the fireman by ripping him, you know, apart. Yep. And uh, that's kind of where we end. Yeah. That is the first first episode for us. Yeah. So what did you think of it? Uh... I like the episode. I, I I remember liking the show a lot. I yeah. mean, I thought it was cool. It was just as ridiculous as I kind of assumed it would be when I was going back to watch it. <laughs> you know, I don't. The last time I probably watched these things, I was like thirteen, fourteen years old. Yeah. Uh so I think that I will end up giving this one three Chevettes, not three Corvettes, <laughs> but three Chevettes out of five. Nice. Solid. Um, yeah, this is one that I remembered. I was having a hard time picking an episode and asked my friend Mariana what episodes she thought I should do. And when she saw that Brian Austin Green was in this one, she was like, oh, you should do that one. So I did. And it is one of the more like memorable ones, I think, as far as the storyline. The Mando is pretty unique and I think funny. Um, I'm going to do three glasses of milk out of five. Okay. Is the milk dripping down a fireman or? <laughs> you know, it has to be. Okay. Cool. So before we get to the next episode, I've got some things about the show, about the characters and people. Specifically, Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, turns out she's doing uh, so many drugs during this show. Which I had no idea. Yeah, she was doing so many drugs. Uh, and she had a book that came out called Melissa Explains It All, Tales from My Abnormally Normal Life. Uh, where she talks about her time on Clarissa Explains It All and Sabrina Teenage Witch. And it talks about the shows and all the stuff, but also talks about like her personal life and basically how she was doing things, you know, she's doing marijuana and mushrooms and stuff, but also getting into like ecstasy and mescaline and all this stuff. And it talks about how this one time she went to party at the Playboy Mansion. Yeah. And like was just rolling on ecstasy and ended up <laughs> taking a limo home and like making out with some other girl on there. And then she had a photo shoot with Maxim the next day <laughs> and she was still high and wow, was going through all that stuff. Uh, there's also a time where she talks about getting caught by airport security with just a bunch of sex toys. Okay. Um, she also, I read, took Britney Spears drinking before Britney turned 21. Yes, that one was another one because uh, they were in, well, oh God, what was the show? Was Or the movie? Oh, was it Drive, Drive Me, Me Crazy? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So they were on that and Britney Spears on an episode of... Uh, yeah, it was like Versa. supposed to be a promotional 
Not Clarissa, Sabrina. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm mixing up my <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart's. Yeah, so she was on an episode that was kind of promoting Drive Me Crazy. So I think they even specifically mention Drive Me Crazy as one of the lines on the show. I did see that movie, I think, but it wasn't good. Drive Me Crazy? I don't yeah. remember that. I don't remember seeing that. I saw it. Was it Crossroads? I didn't see Crossroads. I saw Crossroads. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw Crossroads in theaters. Oh, wow. Yeah. And not I know on a way date. more. I'm pretty sure it's just like I saw Crossroads in theaters. I know way more guys who have seen Crossroads than girls. It's a decent movie. <laughs> who else was in that one? Uh, looking it up. Looking it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it had along with Britney Spears. There was Zoe Saldana was in it. That's right. And uh, it also had Dan Aykroyd in oh. it, <laughs> which that's a weird thing. But yeah, it was a good movie. It. Who is the other girl? There were three girls in it. Taryn Manning. Oh, yeah. She's from um, I don't know who Orange she is. is the New Black. Who is she in that? She's uh, crap. She plays the role of Tiffany Pensatucky Doggett. Pensatucky. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so that was that. Uh, <laughs> I also, before we get into the next one, want to go over some Salem stuff. Because Salem is a bigger part of this next episode we're going to go through. And so I found a site that talks talks about the best Salem one-liners okay. from the show. <laughs> and I like some of them. One of them is, I'll never call you stupid behind your back again. <laughs> Salem is nothing but not, if not honest. I don't want to be a burden. As long as you drop everything and stay focused on me, I should be fine. <laughs> God. When I'm upset, I eat. When I'm happy, I eat. Salem loves food. Yes, he does. So, Salem so loves tuna. Yes. Then we've got one where he is covered in bandages. I don't know what episode that one was from. I want to say he had like plastic surgery or something like that. Uh, So Sabrina, could you either remove these bandages or kill me? I can't remember. I can relate to that. (laughs) He's got, his hair is just a mess. He's just saying, groom me, groom me, please. Guard, dogs guard, cats watch and judge. I can attest to that. (laughs) Kaya just sits on her... On her throne and watches and just yeah judges everything. Well, I don't think that my dog is doing much guarding right now. No, she is saying paying attention. Nope. But my favorite one on here is uh, where he says, "Hey, leave the sarcasm to the professionals," because I I can relate to that. <laughs> uh, yep, Salem's pretty great. I was tempted to pick a bigger Salem episode, but. I don't know. I felt like focusing more on Sabrina, I guess. I don't know. This episode has some good... It this does. next episode has some good Salem stuff. It does. Uh, the next episode is called Rumor Mill, and it aired May 8th, 1998. And the TV Guide description is, In the other realm, Sabrina and her new pal spread false rumors, unaware that the tales will come true. And her new pal is someone great. <laughs> her new pal is someone that is near and dear to my heart. Her new pal is Donald Faison, which, for those of you who don't know who he is, he was in Clueless, and he was in this, obviously, but most (laughs) importantly, he's in Scrubs, and he is Christopher Turk, (laughs) and I love Turk. And that is exactly why I picked this episode, just for you. Yeah, I I came in, and you had like the preview up for the episode, and I said, oh, there's Turk. <laughs> and you're like, you weren't supposed to see that. Like, it was, it was supposed be... to be a surprise. Uh, well, it was still a surprise because I didn't remember him being in this. Yeah. And he, he's not in that many episodes, but this is the 
first mini one arc. where he is this character. He was in a season one episode for like ten seconds as a different character, but I don't remember that either. But it did spark something in my brain and my heart. <laughs> and now I'm dedicated from this point forward as we're doing these shows from the nineties to include shows that and episodes that had at least all of the main characters from Scrubs. So I need JD. I need Turk. I need no, Carla. Have Turk. <laughs> I've got Turk now. I need Carla. I need Elliot. I need Dr. Cox. I might even go with Laverne. Um, and I'm pretty sure Krista Miller is in something too. Who's Krista Miller? Uh, Dr. Cox's wife. Okay, Jordan. Jordan. You gotta talk to me in names I know. I don't know their actual names. Um, yeah, so if you couldn't tell, Drew is a really big Scrubs fan. I could do an entire podcast on Scrubs. Yeah. I don't even need a podcast. I just talk about it in my normal everyday life. Yep. How many times do you think you've watched Scrubs? Uh, I've watched it from the beginning to the end, which doesn't include the last season because it's not a part of the show. Um, oh, boy. At least a dozen times. I actually haven't watched Scrubs in over half a year. Oh, really? Like Oh, half a year. Any episodes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a year. <laughs> no. Don't be, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I can't go that long. Yeah. I'm probably going to go home and watch an episode after this. <laughs> God. Yeah. Well, Scrubs is a great show, so who can blame you? Uh, we started this episode where Zelda and Hilda are going off somewhere. They want to go on vacation, and they end up talking about someplace in Kansas where they have the world's biggest ball of twine, which really piques Salem's interest. The third ring of Saturn, now with single-deck blackjack. <laughs> Let's go see the world's largest ball of twine. Twine? One question. Why? And please let the answer be that you have a fever. It's a twine? Is that the brochure? And if so, can I keep it in my basket? Come on, Hilda. We always go to the other realm, but we never get to see any real Americana. At least tell me it's somewhere exotic. It's in Kansas, the Paris of the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, Salem is all about this ball of twine, as you would think he is as a cat. It's like his porn. <laughs> yeah, and Hilda wants to know why they're going there, because normally they go somewhere like Atlantis, but... Kansas is boring. I've there's never been to Kansas. There. Have you there, been to Kansas? Yeah, there's nothing. Did you ever take road trips as a kid? Uh... If we went anywhere, we just went up to Traverse City. How far is that? It's like four hours north. Okay. It's where I got some family that lives up there now. It's beautiful. Yeah. But that's it. Which reminds me that when I was younger... So for those of you that have never been to Michigan and Detroit, there is a bridge <laughs> to Canada there, the Ambassador Bridge, which takes you from the United States to Canada. And I remember going over it as a child once when we went to Toronto and some other times when I was younger. I assumed, because I was stupid... <laughs> that every time you went over a bridge, you were going into Canada. <laughs> so I just thought every bridge I went over, like, we're going to Canada. Oh, we're back to the United States. And I think I would say that out loud. And I'm Until pretty sure. Until when? Oh, I don't know. Probably. I don't know. Later, you don't want to admit. Later than I, later <laughs> than I'd want to admit, probably at least 10. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I said stuff out loud. And my parents were probably just like, this you got a defective kid. Probably even your younger sister was thinking that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, but I definitely thought that for yeah. a long time. We did not do road trips. Um, definitely not to anywhere in the Midwest to see the world's largest anything. I know we drove in our motorhome to Disneyland. 
But other than that, it was just like going around Washington, Oregon, a couple times to Idaho for family reunions. So That's all right. They're overrated. Cars, (laughs) whatever. Uh, At the meantime, Sabrina finds out that she needs to do community service in the other realm. Yep. The quiz master shows up. So the quiz master is this guy who is helping her train for her witch's license because apparently you can't actually perform magic if you don't have your license after you turn like 18 or 17, oh, something say, like that. She's violating that a lot. Yeah, no, she's like practicing or something like that. But if she fails to get her witch's license and you only have two chances to do it, then I guess you can't do magic. That's pretty strict. Yeah. And then the Quizmaster also dresses really super crazy. Oh, he has great outfits. <laughs> that was like a silk shirt he was wearing, it looked like, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he wears it's... a lot of like silk shirts and then like with really crazy patterns. Not like the crazy patterns that Screech wore in Saved by the Bell, but... Now, like, this makes sense, at least. Yeah. And it's funny because there's another episode where he reveals that he's afraid of clowns and Sabrina's like, what? Have you seen how you dress? <laughs> It's a solid one. Uh, He has a nice line that I appreciate as a connoisseur of literature where he grabs the book that she was reading for her human homework. Yeah. And he's like, oh, man, Walden, nothing happens in this book. And that's a great book. Whatever. Have you actually read it? Yeah, I had to read it for uh, when I got like English teacher certification stuff. Oh. Yeah. I don't think I even had to read part of it. That could be entirely false. I mean, the whole... I, I wrote a lot of papers on, like, romanticism and all that era of writing. and you know, they, they just love nature. That's it. <laughs> so he's not wrong. Nothing happens. It's just yeah. a dude out in a cabin talking about nature and stuff. But it's interesting. <laughs> so Sabrina goes to the other realm, and she's trying to find some community service to partake <clears throat> in. And while she's there, she sees a booth called Easy Way Out. And this is where Donald Faison is standing. And his name is Dashiell. Yep, Dashiell Kelzone. Is his last name His last Kelzone? name is Kelzone. Oh, okay. That's That was established. That is canon. <laughs> so um, his uncle is the one who runs this stand, and his uncle is Fred Willard. Woo! And his character is Bobby Kelzone. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Italian stuff <laughs> that goes on in this episode. There is. Yeah, that's a good point. So he gets them to come to his place to work in the rumor mill, which he says is a great thing in which world? Well, this is real community service, right? Because I promised my quiz master that I would. Sabrina, you'll be working at the rumor mill. How is that for real? Is that a good thing? Are you kidding? In this realm, rumors are considered to be the highest form of entertainment. Think river dance with a conscience. But I always thought rumors were bad. Oh, mortal. Trust me, kiddo. The rumor mill is the USO of Witchley Community Service. A morale builder. As a matter of fact, rumors have actually been proven to make witches healthier. Wow, I feel more noble already. Come on, witches need our help. Let's start our first smear campaign. I call bullshit, but... (laughs) Sabrina is nothing if not lazy. Yep. So she uh, does try and find the easy way out there. So she goes. Um, and so they they decide they're going to start spreading rumors. And they decide, hey, why not? While we're here, let's have some fun. Why don't we spread rumors about people we know in the real world? Yeah, well, they both live in the mortal realm, so they both don't really know witches. So it's hard for them to come up with rumors about witches when... The only ones they know are their relatives, really. So, yeah, they're starting to come up with all these rumors about, like, their teachers and their peers and people that they know back home. 
Fred Willard tells them rumors aren't true, they're just entertainment, like pro wrestling. Yeah, and that leads us to montage time. Woo! There's a montage of everyone having fun. There's like a priest who's leading a prisoner away and they look at the rumors and they laugh and they yeah. have a good time. And there's some jazzy saxophone music while yeah. Dashiell and Sabrina make flirty eyes at each other. Yeah, I wrote down, I'm pretty sure Dashiell's hitting on Sabrina, but isn't that Harvey's girl? What's going on here? She seems to be about it. Yeah, so prior to this, Harvey and Sabrina were dating, but they agreed to take a break or something like that. They were some, on a break! <laughs> and... uh yeah, I think the break was to date other people. Like, they didn't want to be exclusive and not have experience with other people, like dating other people. I don't know. It was something like that. So, yeah, the next day, well, sorry. They agree that that was so much fun creating all these rumors that they're going to do it again the next day. They are petty people. <laughs> but the next day, Sabrina's back at school and realizes that all the rumors she started are coming true. Oh, shit. Harvey's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, that's the big one. Uh, I don't know. I feel like, sure, I've seen the movie Junior. So seeing, <laughs> a, seeing a man pregnant, once you've seen Arnold Schwarzenegger pregnant, you've seen any man pregnant. <laughs> okay. The big one for me was that Libby... Rude. <laughs> the big one for me was Libby getting kicked out of her parents' house. Maybe it was because I had watched another 90s show last night uh, in Family Matters <laughs> where Steve Urkel's family hates him apparently. Yeah. It just reminded me of that here as her family is like saying they hate her and they kick her out and all this stuff, which... It peaks later on with her having a vanity and a desk, like, at school because she gets kicked out. Yeah, I think she's, like, living at the school. Um, and then we also see Mr. Kraft and Mrs. Quick having an affair with each other. In and, public. In public. And Serena sees this and is like, that solves it. This is a major coincidence. Yeah, she does not want to take any responsibility. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing that happens, though, in the real world is Salem. He becomes a mob boss, and they have so many references to Scarface and Godfather going on in this. And but, these are all going right over my head, too, because I haven't seen any of that. Yeah, you know, they talk about offers you can't refuse and say I mean, hello to my cliches. little friend <laughs> and all that stuff. And on the day of my daughter's wedding and all this stuff and all that. Uh, but then we've got the other, the other mobsters there that they have great names. Don Calamari. Don Amici. Don Tutti Fruity and Don Da Dun Dun. The first time I heard Don Da Dun Dun, I literally laughed out loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great joke. I like it. And of course, Don Da Dun Dun. That's <laughs> yeah. So Salem is the one who tells Sabrina that any rumors that she creates in the other realm become true in the mortal realm. And Sabrina's like, I don't know how to fix it. Meanwhile, there was a. Rumor about Zelda and Hilda as well. Mm -hmm. And they were abducted by aliens. And they end up in there with a farmer who appears to enjoy getting probed. That was the yeah. under the they, subtext I was picking up here. Yeah, that is accurate. He's putting up a fight with the aliens, but I think Hilda is like, nah, you like it. <laughs> the aliens, like, did they... I feel like they plotted out this episode. They had everything ready and they got to the part with the aliens like, oh shit, we forgot to get costumes for the aliens. Do we have any money left in the budget? And so then, then they just have these people out there in just masks and silver clothing and like. I think it's even just one suits. person. 
Yeah, it. They definitely only got one, so they didn't have any money left over, <laughs> yeah. and just put him in a bathing suit and put some silver bodysuit <laughs> under there. It's ridiculous. Um. So yeah, they are trying to figure out how to get out of the situation. They can't use their magic because they're restrained, and then I also think they realize that it was magic that put them in that situation, so they can't undo it anyway. Um, Sabrina goes back to school and Harvey is super pregnant and he says, these are not birthing hips. Yeah, that was a great line. I like that one. <laughs> um, so Sabrina is realizing basically that she needs to do something to fix this and goes back to the rumor mill and Dashiell's there too. They're both looking for Calzone. And my favorite line of this whole episode was, there's a very nice boy in Westbridge staring down the barrel end of a C-section. Yeah. And Dashiell says that his sister is a unicorn. Yeah, he's got a sister's unicorn. That sounds great. His problems sound a lot better. I mean, he had a cousin, I think, what, that he gave bat wings. Yeah. But other than that, his problems sound fine. <laughs> and she summons the quiz master to help, and he's like, I told you not to take the easy way out. You know rumors are bad things. You know, I kind of empathize with Sabrina on this whole thing because as a fellow huge procrastinator and all-around lazy person... I would have definitely done the same thing. But I feel like you would have no no. Not with rumors, but like You would have tried to find the easy way out. I would of it. try to find the easy way out. Like one of the big things with the show in general is that Sabrina's usually using her magic to make her life easier and As she should. That's the point of having magic. Yeah, but the the ants usually try to tell her, like, that's not the right thing to do. Like you need to it's a, there's a time and a place. But, yeah, the time and the place is always and for everything. <laughs> but yeah, I if I had magical powers like Sabrina, I would do so much of the same things that she does in all of these episodes. Uh, so the quiz master tells her there is a way to fix it. She's got to start a vicious rumor about herself. And what they deemed to be a vicious <laughs> rumor was that Sabrina has no teeth, which I feel like one of the writers is like a pervert or something and was really <laughs> into that or so, some. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. That's not a vicious rumor. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, so she's like sitting on a desk and Libby comes in and Sabrina's dentures basically fall out. She's The spell is broken when Libby's like, you have no teeth. Yep, and then all of a sudden her parents want her back. And what's the woman teacher's name? Mrs. Quick. Yeah, Mrs. Quick uh, sees her and she realizes that she's having an affair with Mr. Kraft. Yep. And she's like, oh, I need to go call the smart woman foolish choices hotline, <laughs> which that's great. <laughs> yep. So Sabrina gets a call or makes a call. I can't remember which. And she's asked to come to the witch's council where they're trying to get Calzone to be brought in on charges, basically. They're trying to find Calzone. So Sabrina's quiz master is going to take the take the brunt of all this is going to be the one that takes the fall for everything because they can't find Calzone. And uh, Faison comes in. Sorry. Dashiell comes in <laughs> and rubs his bald head to teleport them. He, he literally grabs her and just rubs his head. Yeah. And he's like, no, I, I swear to God, I wasn't in on this. I know where my uncle is, though. We got we to gotta do something. So they start a rumor about him where he confesses to everything, turns himself in, and decides to spend the rest of his life cleaning up a dog park. Yeah, and the reason why he didn't give him up to the witch's council is because he was saying that they would just send him to jail, and jail would be way too much fun for Calzone. Yeah, he's a wheeler and a dealer. And then, I'm pretty sure, Dashiell and Sabrina kiss. Yeah, 
Dashiell sneaks a kiss in there. I said, <laughs> Dashiell sneaks a kiss. Nice. <laughs> and then Hilda and Zelda show up in their spaceship yep. and throw down, basically, and ground Sabrina, and she's got to clean old witches. Yep. So she's going back to one of the other community service options of cleaning witches. So she's gathering supplies to do this. And Zelda gives her a tongue scraper. And when Sabrina leaves the room, they're both like, tongue scraper, ew. Yeah, I didn't get that part at the end. I Whatever. I mean, it's kind of gross, right? I, if you were to touch somebody's, an old witch's tongue. I guess, but I don't know why they were trying to hold in their disgust until oh. she left. Yeah, I don't know. Like, ew, a tongue scraper. <laughs> oh, whatever. So that's that. That's the second episode. Yeah. So this one, I I like this one because I think that it has a lot of stuff with the other realm, which is usually fun. I had wanted to do one that had Pendulette in it. So Pendulette is one of the main people on the Witches Council, and he's actually in a surprising number of episodes, but he's not in this one. I guess they had to put their budget elsewhere. When you're paying for Christopher Turk to be there, you know. This is before Turk. This is maybe right after Clueless. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I knew it was before Scrubs. Yeah, I think it's like right, maybe it's actually a few years after Clueless. Maybe like two years after Clueless. Um, so, yeah. Regardless, Pendulette, not in this one. But it has a lot of the other world, other realm stuff. And I like the mix of school and other realm plus like you said salem is definitely the best part of the whole thing so i'm gonna give this one three and a half dun dun duns i figure that's what you're gonna choose <laughs> as your uh it's don da don don sorry don. three and a half don da dun duns yeah not the best Don, probably there i don't know don calamari seemed like he had a you know big role in there <laughs> but he had the best name uh, I like this episode a lot for various reasons. <laughs> it has one of my favorite people in it, in Donald Faison. It has a big Salem thing. I love Fred Willard. Fred oh, Willard's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Fred Willard in it is great. Uh, That's probably actually where they spent their budget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give this one four balls of twine. Nice. Four giant balls of twine that Salem can play with forever. Cool. I like that he's a cat, but he was a person. <laughs> yeah. But he still has like the cat likes. Like he likes twine and cat food and snacks and stuff and catnip. Yeah, he has cat instincts. Yeah, but he's a person. So, <laughs> yeah, whatever. And actually, the guy who plays Salem, Nick Bacay, he wrote a bunch of episodes of this show. Not <laughs> either of these ones, but. And I think he's a voice actor mainly right now, but he's in a lot of stuff. And I think he also voiced Salem on the animated series of Sabrina. I did not know that. And the voice of Sabrina herself is Melissa Joan Hart's sister. I think her name is Emily, but I did the, not the write that down. The voice of who is? The voice of Sabrina on the animated series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, her sister was in the actual show, too, yes. as her cousin. Yeah. Her cousin, yeah. Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. And Clar or Clarissa. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa played five different people in the show. She played herself, Sabrina Spellman, her identical twin, Katrina, Katrina. Spellman, her aunt, Sophia Spellman. She played someone called the Petulant Kid hmm. and Serrano de Bergerac. Cyrano? Cyrano, is that how you pronounce it? Well, it's that, that one story. What one story? Uh, it's I think it's called Cyrano. 
I don't know what that is. <laughs> what? I don't know what that is. I'll click it right now. What is it? Let's see here. <laughs> it's like Cyrano is this guy who has a really long nose and he's in love with a girl. And That's Pinocchio. No. And he's uh, helping his friend or something get with the girl. I've literally never heard of that, but what? that is what this is. <laughs> so did you know that there was a, a book, air quotes, by Salem? <laughs> no. There is a book called Salem's Guide to Life with Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, colon, a spellbinding trivia book with 50 stickers. <laughs> Spellbound mortals want to know more about life with the Teenage Witch. Illustrated with photos from the hit ABC TV show, this book includes a wealth of trivia about the show with two pages of self-adhesive paper stickers that can be used in the book or elsewhere. Full color. Very nice. I looked both on Goodreads and Amazon. There are no reviews. <laughs> No reviews anywhere. I wonder if they sold that at book fairs. There's 13 ratings. It has a 4.23 rating uh, <laughs> on Goodreads. Uh, I forget where it was on Amazon, but it did lead me down a, a hole in Amazon to the Sabrina the Teenage Witch book series. I knew about that. I may have had one of the books. There are more books than I thought would be in it. <laughs> if you had to guess how many books were in this series, what would you think? 47. I don't know if this is the end of it, but you're pretty fucking close. <laughs> it's 52. Oh, wow. I almost said 52. All by David Cody Weiss. Well, not all of them. Most by David Cody Weiss. Huh. Who also uh, did a Space Jam comic <laughs> and a Gargoyles book. Oh. And the paperback book version of Jingle All the Way, which <laughs> is the only Christmas movie I like. <laughs> the only one? It's my favorite Christmas movie. I know movie. you like it. <laughs> Uh, but his, his author page on Amazon is wonderful. And I literally spent 10 minutes probably earlier just looking <laughs> at this and he's laughing because he has things like, are you afraid of the dark books? Nice. So he has Sabrina book. He did the Salem's guide book. He also did, like I said, Jingle the Way Gargoyles. Uh, he did an Alex Mack book. I am almost positive. I had an Alex Mack book. He did Shrek 2. A Shrek 2 book? Yes. These are all books that this guy did. I kind of want to read the Space Jam comic. It's got <laughs> five stars. Oh, how many ratings? One. <laughs> <laughs> there uh, you go. God, what is the, the Are You Afraid of the Darkest? Tale of the Mogul Monster and the Tale of the Shimmering Shell. <laughs> oh, shit. He didn't actually do the one Salem book I was thinking of. He did another Salem book. <laughs> it's called Kitty Cornered, Salem's Tales. That would go perfectly with the beer you're drinking. Yeah, the the Black Raven Kitty Cat Blues made with mountain-grown catnip. <laughs> Katie gave this to me because I don't know. Because Salem and also you have a cat. That's fair enough. And it's an, well, no, it's not an IPA. It's a pale ale, right? Yeah. And it is a fruity beer and I do like fruity beers. <laughs> Final thing from me. Did you know... That there is a failed Turkish remake of this show. I only know that because I saw a picture while I was doing some research for this. <laughs> the picture is beautiful, first off. It's the same. Is it them, like, three of them standing there and she's, like, holding a crystal yeah. ball? That's a good one. Uh, it was called Asime Kadi, which translates to Novice Witch. And it was a apparently a popular Turkish comedy TV sh series and... Uh, it was just based largely on this. 
It only lasted one season, though, right? Yeah. The plot, I just want to read the plot that they've got. On her 16th birthday, Icicle finds out <laughs> that she is part of the witch family. Not only does she learn that she has to live with her aunts, Zelda and Melda, <laughs> but that they are also witches and that their cat, Dumon, is also revealed to be her uncle. Is Salem her uncle? No. Okay. Uh, who has been punished to live as a cat and that her father is communicating with her through a book. So at least they kept the yeah. deadbeat dad. <laughs> Whilst living as a seemingly ordinary student, she now has to learn how to control her powers and deal with her school life. They get mixed up by the popular but envious girl, Tugsy. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce this. It's T-U-G-C-E with a lot of accent marks. Okay. So I'm going with Tugsy. <laughs> She's got her friend, Saren, and her secret crush, Salim. She's going through many adventures. I just really like all the names that we got going on here. My favorite name, though, is somebody whose name is Hulky Hoka. <laughs> Makes me think of Hulk Hogan. Well, I'll have to ask my friend Capri if she's seen it because, well, for one, she speaks Turkish. I think she's probably seen some Turkish TV. Yeah. Capri, let me know. All she right. listens to this. Yeah. Uh, it was on from 2005 to 2007. Oh, I thought it said only one season, but that it, sounds more like two. It may have only been one season. Who knows? <laughs> So the only thing that I have is some pretty recent news, and that is that there's a reboot of the show called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina coming to Netflix sometime this year, starring Kiernan Shipka from Mad Men. And it's supposed to be quite a bit darker. It's based on a comic by the same guy who does Riverdale, and he's going to be running this show too. But he said that his influences are Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist. So, so I have a, a feeling vastly Drew. Different show. I have a feeling Drew is not going to be watching this. <laughs> no, I do not watch scary things. I'm already upset that you have. Are you afraid of the dark on this? <laughs> Sorry, um, but yeah, the description I found says the half witch, half mortal will wrestle with her dual nature, all while fighting against threatening evil forces. And it was recently revealed that Miranda Otto, who is on Lord of the Rings, is going to be playing Aunt Zelda. She plays Eowyn or whatever. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how to say that Eowyn. name. Eowyn. Okay. Eowyn. And Lucy Davis, who is from Wonder Woman, but more importantly, from the British version of The Office, she will be playing Aunt Hilda. Who is she in the British version of The Office? I don't remember her name, but she's the Pam character. No, you could have just said the Pam character. Yeah. I'm not going to know their <laughs> actual names. Okay. <laughs> So Melissa Joan Hart herself is indifferent to the reboot, saying people kept asking for it and they were already doing Riverdale, so I guess it made sense. I think they're going to do it in a smart way. Change it up. Don't make it the same. If you're going to do the same show, it probably would fall on its face. But I think what they're doing is probably the best and smartest way to reboot something. All right. Which is probably true. It'd be hard to compare something nowadays to this show. I feel like this show is like pretty 90s, so... If I was going to pick one of the two shows to reboot from the Melissa Joan Hart, you know, <laughs> catalog there, yeah, I would have went with Clarissa. I feel like you could do a good Clarissa. I show don't now. know, maybe, but I mean, they wouldn't allow people to climb into windows now. <laughs> no, um, stranger danger. We'll probably talk about this in the future Clarissa episode too. But did you know that they actually tried to do a spinoff of Clarissa? Was it for Ferguson? No, it was with Clarissa. So it was like right after Clarissa ended. Actually, it was just called Clarissa. They went okay. from Clarissa Explains It All to Clarissa. So she stopped but, explaining things to you. Yeah. But she played like a journalist or she was trying to become a journalist. 
and was all like serious. She wasn't wearing the like crazy clothes or anything like that. She was wearing business suits and. Well, she did always have like the bulletins, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, but um, I think it just didn't know what it was supposed to be and wasn't marketed well. And coming from Clarissa to that didn't make sense. But anyway, that's a tangent for a future episode. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. So next week we will be talking about Roseanne, which another Scrubs character. Oh yeah. Yep. And that one is also having a reboot, which airs later this month. So it's very timely, but I'll be posting the episodes we'll be talking about on both Twitter and Instagram. So if you want to watch along with us, you can. And after you're done listening to this episode, if you could rate, review all that on iTunes, that would be really great. So we can try to reach more people who like the nineties and until next Friday. Bye. bye.